Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to Motivation Central Station. It is my job to empower you to get you up off that couch. I am Jim Roth, Grandpa Jim, and welcome to today's show. I want to talk about energy. Do you have it? Do you don't have it? It is a mindset. It is a physical thing that we must strive towards to have a better life. If you're on that couch, you're in that bed, it's time to get up and get those feet on the floor and to get moving. The second part of this little broadcast, I would like to talk about spirituality today. And what does that look like for many people? If you don't know where to turn to and where to go, I have some ideas for you. So, but let's talk about energy. Um, There is a philosopher, I really love his teachings. His name is James Allen. And James Allen was around in the late 1800s. And he was the equivalent to Henry David Thoreau in the United States. For many of you that know uh, Henry David Thoreau, he wrote Walden's Pond, where he took a hiatus from life and he walked out into the woods in a small cabin and he lived out there for three or four years and he wrote about his experience. Well, James Allen had a similar experience and he was in the 1800s in England and he was the... Uh, son of an insurance man that got shot and he decided through this trauma and this life experience that he wanted to live his life a little differently, a little less stressful. And he would walk out to the cliffs along the oceans in the morning to meditate. And then as soon as he got done meditating, he would start doing his writings And his stuff is some of the most powerful stuff. He uh, wrote a book called uh, As a Man Thinketh. It's a very short little book, but probably one of the most powerful things I ever read. It's only like 25 pages long, but it's just really common sense and really infected my life with positivity. And so I hope some of this will rub off uh, from me to you. I want to talk about that primal force energy. You know, the guy that gets up out of bed early, starts exercising, starts moving. He's got his body pointed in the right direction already. You know, he's got a clear head. Um, The person that lays in bed all morning is way behind, hours behind that guy. And in a country like the United States where it's a free open market and the guy that gets up earliest and works the hardest tends to get rewarded, Um, he's going to end up with more rewards at the end of the day. And so I want to talk about some things that go hand in hand with energy, and those would be industry. So, you know, the guy that gets up and he works hard, you know, they always say the used key shines bright. I think that's a Ben Franklin quote. The used key shines bright. So in other words, the guy that's out there working his craft, whether he is a carpenter or he is a house painter, 
the more he's out there doing that profession, the more proficient he gets at that. So what is your main goal today? Are you trying to improve your health? Are you trying to improve your social circle? Are you trying to you know, make a warm, inviting, friendly environment in your home? Um, is it filling a bank account? Is it finding that new career? What is it? So let's write this down on paper. My goal is to build a porch on my house. So what do I need to make that happen? I need to go get the materials from the store. I need to figure out a design and plan things. And and it's going to take time and effort, you know. And so when we're talking about getting good positive health, I think in our culture, we want that instant fix. We like the commercial that says, here's that pill that is going to take this weight off my waistline. And things in life rarely, I'm going to not say never, but rarely work that way. And usually if they do work quick and fast, and you're not being the energizer of the force to make yourself better, you're eventually going to slip back. Because what we're trying to do is build positive habits. And some of the things the energetic person is always prompt, and they're always on time because they got up early. They're not running behind schedule. So they can drive easy. You've all been there in traffic. You know the person that's a half hour late. They're racing like a wild person in a NASCAR trying to get to work because they didn't get up five minutes early or, you know what I'm saying? So half hour early, whatever that difference is. Um, So you want to be prompt. People really count on people that are prompt too. Like if I know Jim is outside my door every day, five minutes earlier, I'm going to be relied on that. I'm going to rely on a person like that. The guy that's five, ten minutes late, I'm not always certain if he's coming. So then we want to talk about vigilance. And vigilance is guarding, you know, your faculties and your mind. So I cannot get off my track. I'm going to the store. I'm going to buy my materials to build my new porch so I can't, you know, be distracted. I don't want to pick up phone calls from friends. And we're all so quick to respond so quickly back to people today. And I think we lose a little bit of focus that way. There's often times when I'm working on projects, I just power my phone off or I'll put it on airplane mode just to not be distracted. Um, You know, in all success liberty and wisdom without an attitude of mind a man is a fool and therefore no prosperity nobody works harder than the lazy man the lazy man lays on the couch till noon he's running behind all day he um, his bills are floating in he's so stressed out of his mind where at least the guy that goes to work, even if he's not getting a reward that day, he's getting rewarded because most likely he's not going to have that much anxiety in the evening. And then I would like to talk about spirituality today. Um, I'm a big proponent of 
Um, my family uh, was raised Catholic, and all my siblings went to Catholic schools. And my parents ran out of money. They were building a home in those days, and they couldn't afford to send me to private school. So I always had this outside look at the religion. And my father would ask me, I was raised by my father, to go to Saturday catechism classes classes around religion and learning about the religion. And I was always had so many doubts about all the rules that the Catholic Church had. Well, we used to get in trouble as kids. We would have to go to confession. So it would be like, oh, I talked um, terrible to my brother this week, and I skipped an hour of school, and and you would confess your sins, uh, is what they called them, and you would uh, confess to a priest, and then they would give you so many prayers to say, and then we learned, all the kids in the neighborhood was like, we want to go to Father John because... Father John doesn't give out as many punishment as many prayers as Father Michael does. So, you know, I always wondered, like, well, how can these rules deviate? You know, why can this priest give out? So I always had this thing about um, all this dogma about say these prayers this many times, you know, and so... When I learned about spirituality and being more Christ-like in my daily life, trying to do the next right thing, life got so much better for me. I believe my higher power is with me all the time, not just when I'm in a building, not just when I'm... um, And there's some great groups that came out of this. If you want to do some research, the founder of... Alcoholics Anonymous, both founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, actually began uh, began together. Um, Bill Wilson, uh, one of the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, was in New York, and Bob, Doctor Bob, was in Akron, Ohio. Bob Smith and Bob learned they were both in a group called the Oxford Group in different cities. You know, um, Bob and Akron and Bill in New York. And when they um, met for the first time, I think they had the strong connection of being part of that group. And the Oxford group really didn't like all alcoholics around. But uh, I'm not really here to talk about this today, but I'm more about the Oxford group and how they believed, they didn't believe in having buildings, they didn't believe in having a lot of literature and dogma, But they really believed in being in groups and helping other people. And so they would, it was formed by a guy named Buckman out of Philadelphia, who was a social worker and a preacher in the Lutheran church. And he always noticed in church that they wouldn't let the parishioners talk. And so he transferred to Oxford, England to go to school. And he restarted up his group there and so they would have church meetings inside people's homes and then they would um, share with what was going on with them kind of like a group therapy thing and then they would figure out good causes to go help other people and so in Africa 
there was a major catastrophic uh, event that happened. I think it was some type of tornado-type situation where the countryside got all tore up and they went to help these people. And uh, somebody said, who is that group? And they said, oh, that's that group from Oxford, England. So they called them the Oxford Group. And there's a lot of stuff online you can find. There's actually a YouTube video of a person talking about his first experience uh, with those groups. He also knew the people from Alcoholics Anonymous. It's really cool to, um, to listen to that. And so you might want to check that out. So to be spiritual uh, in my world is to go help another person. It's not saying prayers and being in a building and then on Sunday and then on Monday you just walk past that person. Don't smile. Don't say hi. So I just wanted to do a quick one today. I'm glad you were all here today. So uh, thanks for hanging out on Motivation Central Station. And with Grandpa Jim, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks.